Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news and analysis. Coming off the Raiders' first loss of the season, a disappointing night in Los Angeles, uh, to be sure, and maybe even a costly one uh, in more ways than just uh, the loss. Before I bring in my great co-host, Sam Gordon, who also works for the Las Vegas Review-Journal, and you can follow all of our stuff uh, by downloading the app Vegas Nation uh, or going to VegasNation.com. We appreciate all the support. Um, in addition to all that, we'll let you know that uh, First and Ten is brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by Blue Wire and Tick Pick. Without further ado, Sam, how you doing, my good friend? What's up, Vinny? Doing well? Doing well? I hope you had a safe trip to and from Los Angeles. And a lot to discuss today, like you said, after the Raiders' first loss of the season to their division rival. Yeah, uh, a little bit of trouble getting out of Los Angeles. Uh, you know, the rainstorms that caused uh, a delay last night, a 35-minute delay, to start the game actually carried over to Las Vegas this morning. And as a result, a little hour delay coming out of LAX to, uh, to Las Vegas, but it's all good. Um, we work around those type of things. Uh, Sam, it wasn't a good night for the Raiders last night. Um, a, a couple of nagging and in their eyes, frustrating um, habits exposed themselves again an inability to run the ball, uh, having difficulties protecting uh, uh, Derek Carr along the offensive line and slow starts. Uh, for the third time in four games, uh, they started with uh, falling into a 14-plus deficit. Uh, this was the biggest one, 21 points down to the uh, to the Chargers. Um, and it, you know, it's just they were able to overcome those uh, slow starts against the Baltimore Ravens and against the Miami Dolphins. But the Los Angeles Chargers were just too good. What can the Raiders do about getting off to faster starts and avoiding some of these holes that they keep falling into and having to fight their way out of? Well, I think I think that's a that's a million dollar question. I mean, that like like we had talked about last week. Eventually, right? We knew this was going to catch up to them at some point, and finally it did. And first and foremost, credit to the Chargers. Um, like you mentioned on Twitter, you know, last night a number of times, this is a really good football team and totally different yep. feel to this team with with Brandon Staley calling the shots. Justin Herbert in his second year is fantastic, and that defense is playing really, really well. A note about the Chargers, uh, all four of their games, they've held their opponent to their fewest point total of the year. So that defense is legit, and the Raiders found out about that last night with their slow start. So that's the million-dollar question that John Gruden uh, and his staff have to figure out is how how do they get out to a better start? I think, uh, first and foremost, it really seems like in all these games, Vinny, that the pass blocking gets better as the game goes on. There are some protection issues. There tends to be some protection issues early on, and then the Raiders figure things out in the trenches as the game goes on. I thought that was, you know, that was similar last night. Of course, the Chargers, you know, better defense, best defense, in my opinion, that they played so far. There was a little bit more of a rush, but it was better as the game wore on. Yeah, and uh, they got beat up up front, uh, especially early in that game. And, and you're right, you know, and you know, sometimes when you have a uh, a young offensive line like the Raiders are, and uh, you know, we've talked about this at length. 
but a rebuilt offensive line from uh, left to right. Um, you know, losing the players that they did, keeping Colton Miller, but to the right of him is a lot of uh, or a lot of inexperience and a lot of young players. And in the case of John Simpson uh, and uh, Illuminor, guys that weren't projected to be starters coming into this season. So you had injuries on top of the rebuild. And I'm wondering if some of these, and they've played, you know, four good defenses, uh, four different uh, defensive fronts that do a lot of different things up front and defensively. It just seems like they're getting off to slow starts in regards to um, what the other team is doing and their plan to attack it. And that needs to change. They need to get that fixed. Uh, in a hurry, uh, as Sam mentioned, you know, Derek Carr is getting beat up. Uh, he's facing a lot of pressure. He's, you know, they're giving up way too many sacks. They're giving up way too many pressures. They're among the worst teams in the NFL in that regard. Uh, and their their average per carry, which I think is 3.5-ish or so, uh, is among the worst in the NFL uh, as well. And those are areas that, here's the tricky part, Sam. Um, you know, talking to some people, they understand that they're struggling up front. Um, but there's really no answer. I mean, to, to, to expect to be able to go out somewhere and get better players, A, is almost unrealistic unless you swing a big trade. But why would a team want to give up a good player, um, you know, at a, at a very critical position and across the league? Right. Teams want to keep and hold on to, you know, you know they're, they're good offensive linemen. Uh, and, in, and in the case of a uh, as, as Sam mentioned, he kind of gets better as the game goes on, the entire line does. But he's a guy that the Raiders have a plan for. And, um, you know, they, they point to Colton Miller's struggles in 2018 in his rookie year, and he certainly did struggle as proof that he's going to get it going. He's going to be all right in their eyes. They just have to live with the growing pains. But when you combine, com- combine that with the injuries to Richie Incognito, the injuries to Denzel Good, um, it just makes for a way more challenging situation than I think the Raiders envision coming into the season. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, the 3 one start in a lot of ways um, is a credit to Derek Carr and the skill position players across the offense for being able to kind of overcome some of the the, the issues that they've had to work through up front. And, and, you know, again, last night it was just it was just too much on, on Monday Night Football against a really, really good Chargers team. So, um, like you said, I mean, John Gruden, you know, speaking to the media today, reaffirmed that he likes the guys he has up front. He, he likes those guys. And like you said, it's just going to take some time dealing with the injuries that you don't necessarily project. And then with the natural learning curve, I think there's, you know, one thing I'm kind of curious about is what's what's the balance between player development during the course of a season than needing to win right now, right? Because the Raiders are three and one. They are firmly in contention when you take a look at what they have on offense and defense uh, in the AFC and use as a team you expect to be competitive throughout the course of the season. So how do you continue to improve throughout the course of the year while while understanding that there's a sense of urgency that comes with these wins? But it's that's that to me is is the biggest is the biggest question, the biggest challenge. Um, that the Raiders are facing, and it just happened to kind of rear its ugly head in a big spot uh, against the Chargers team that I, I felt Vinny was really clicking on on all, all cylinders. I mean, you talk about it, their passing offense was sharp, it was crisp. Uh, their running game, they had struggled running the ball. They figured some things out against the Raiders, and then their defense on all three levels, of course, played a great game as well. So uh, the, the good news for the Raiders is that they are 3-1. and one. Like Losses happen in the NFL. It's not the end-all, be-all. They lost to a very good football team. Uh, and now you got to turn the page and, and move forward. Three and one is still a good spot to be in, still firmly uh, in the mix and, and, and on track to accomplish all their goals if they can rectify some of these issues. And uh, and I think it, it, there was kind of an understanding this would be a process. There would be some growth here, 
and some challenges, and it just so happens that the Raiders experienced those on Monday night. Without question, and uh, as it relates to the offensive line, uh, honestly, uh, you know, as you mentioned, this is something that the Raiders are going to have to grow with and, and deal with, and part of that might be, obviously part of it is, is guys just getting better and getting more comfortable and more playing time uh, amongst each other, but John Gruden and Tom Cable and the offensive staff are going to have to come up with plays to scheme it up better to uh, protect whatever the weaknesses are uh, and work around them and, and give that running game a better chance and give John or Derek Carr uh, a better chance. Uh, you mentioned some injuries. Well, uh, that was another big story uh, coming out of Monday night. Uh, Trayvon Mullen goes down. Damon Arnett goes down. Nate Hobbs goes down. Derek Carrier goes down. Um, I might be missing somebody, but that's a lot to begin with. And, you know, John Gruden mentioned the possibility that there might be some guys that are, uh, that are long-term injuries. He didn't, you know, want to uh, get too far out in front of himself before some of the MRIs started coming back and players started getting, you know, word from their doctors and the, and the training staff what they're, what they're facing. But that's not good either. And, um, you know, when you lose three cornerbacks, I was talking to some people from the Chargers, they were just like, man, you know, they almost felt bad for the Raiders. They fell out, they, they, they ran out of bodies in the back end because they, they, they pretty much lost almost all of their safeties uh, out there, uh, or excuse me, their cornerbacks out there. They had, you know, Roderick Hamer, uh, a safety playing some slot and playing, uh, you know, some cornerbacks. So that's what happens sometimes in the NFL when you start getting multiple injuries at a singular position. And that's what happened. But boy, oh boy, uh, Sam, if, if they've lost Trayvon and, and Damon Arnett and Nate Hobbs for any length of time, that is a really big issue. A huge, 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 huge. Because that, to me, Vinny, and, and it's something you kind of touched on in, in a story last week, the, the secondary, I thought, for the most part, as a collective, had played really well and, and, and complemented what the Raiders were doing up front with their defensive line and with the linebackers. They got really, really good play uh, out of their secondary for the most part. They, 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 they hadn't been, quote-unquote, torched really in a game yet this season. It had been one of the strengths of that defense, like I said, working in conjunction with the other units. But now, you know, where's Keyshawn Nixon at? This might be an opportunity for him. I know he's he's eligible to come off the IR here. Uh, what 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 can he do? Is is there an opportunity for him? Uh, where where's where are things going to? You know, the other young safeties. More you're going to count on more on Trevon Merrick and Jonathan Abram to, to continue to make plays. And you know, but like you said, when you lose corners like that, it's almost like Tampa Bay on Sunday Night Football. I mean, their their corners, same kind of thing. It's the corners and safeties dropping like flies. And now you're in a situation where you have to kind of just adjust on the fly. And uh, guys are going to have to, it's the same thing. Guys are going to have to grow up, maybe be put in some situations that they're not normally in. And you just kind of figure it out from there. But, but yeah, like you said, losing Trevon Mullen, who's been awesome this year uh, for the most part has made a number of big plays is huge and lose him right to lose him right away early in that game. You know, maybe if he's out there, uh, that offense slows down a little bit and the Raiders can keep things within reach a little bit longer, but yeah, it's a, it's a tricky situation. It's tough. This is the NFL. There are injuries. Uh, the Raiders are aware of that, but it's just it, it, when it's redundant like that at the same position, it puts you in a bind. So you're going to have to see how they deal with that throughout the course of this week. This is Monday morning. Uh, did some uh, asking around Keyshawn Nixon, who is on injured reserve, uh, looks to be closing in on a return. I'd be almost shocked if he wasn't uh, out there practicing this week because uh, the Raiders obviously are going to need some reinforcements uh, at the cornerback position. He provides. Uh, some of that, a, a young cornerback that the Raiders like uh, has been hurt, uh, but uh, they need him to come back uh, in a hurry. You got the Chicago Bears coming up on Sunday on a short week. Uh, no rest for the weary. It's that time of the week where we are joined by Chuck Esposito, director of racing sports for Station Casinos. Chuck joins us every week to talk about the Raiders, the Vegas betting landscape, and all things sports. 
Chuck, another wild weekend in the NFL. How you doing? Everything okay? I'm doing good, Sam. A lot of sweat. You know, it was a, it was a fun weekend. Uh, that The Patriots-Bucks game on Sunday night was arguably one of the one of the biggest, if not the biggest regular season game I can ever remember as far as handle goes. It was Super Bowl-esque, and uh, we were clearly Pats fans that night, but uh, the betters really backed the Bucks big time in Tom Brady in his return to Foxborough. Yeah, I can imagine the Patriots hanging on there uh, to cover, uh, falling 19-17 to Tampa Bay. Chuck, when you when you watch that game, what were your what were your big takeaways? Are, are you concerned long term about Tampa with this corner situation? What do you make of New England and what they're doing with Mac Jones, the progress he's made so far? You know, first I'll touch on New England. I think all the young quarterbacks. It's obvious in that league. You know, it's a it's a quarterback driven league. They draft these guys early. The fans, you know, the organizations want these guys to be the face and want to insert them right away. It's obvious that none of them really were ready to step in. I think Mac Jones has looked decent. Um, you know. He's a, he's a young quarterback. I think they have to develop a little bit more chemistry with the wide receivers need to get somebody to go deep a little bit, to take the top off, not overly concerned. I mean, when you look at Tampa, they're still three and one, they've got an offense that's super explosive. You really could tell that Brady missed Gronk that night. Um, I think that, you know, the secondary they'll have to address at some point, if these guys aren't healthy, I think they'll make sure that, you know, they'll, they'll make the moves, what they have to do. Uh, they're good up front. They're good at the linebacking core, but the key to them is, is Brady. And of course, getting Gronk back healthy, but not overly concerned with Tampa at all. Chuck, I want to get to another road, a road winner uh, in week four. Very, very impressive victory. The Arizona Cardinals coming into SoFi stadium, putting a beat down on the Rams, 37, 20 handling business. Has this Cardinals 4-0 start Chuck with the way Kyler Murray's playing? Has this changed your outlook on this team long-term throughout the course of the season? Um, it has through the first month of the season, Sam, you know, I think, you know, they, they probably, they should have gotten beaten. I shouldn't say probably they should have gotten beaten to Minnesota. Minnesota misses less than a, a 40 yard field goal. Their offense, they can score a ton of points. They've averaged, you know, 400 yards in every game. They're fun. They're exciting. I still think they have some deficiencies on the defensive side of the ball, but that's a huge win. I mean, you look at them now at four and zero, only undefeated team left in football. They're fun to watch. They're exciting. That division is arguably the toughest division in football, but they have surprised me somewhat. If you would ask me, you know, before the season started, who do you think will be, you know, the only undefeated team after the first month, I'd be hard pressed to say it was the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all would, but, but with the way Kyler Murray's playing the way that offense is clicking, they are, they are dangerous. I'd be remiss Chuck. If we talked about week four and didn't talk about the Raiders and we had touched on it, right? This, Slow start thing eventually was eventually going to come and bite them. It did. Let me ask you this more disappointed with the way the Raiders played or more impressed by how the Chargers played, taking care of business at home as a favorite against the Las Vegas. I think more impressed with the way the Chargers played because, in all honesty, I'm not 100% sure, Sam, it was a home game. I think there was more black and silver in SoFi <laughs> yesterday than there was powder blue. Uh, so, you know, I'm impressed with this charger team. I think Brandon Staley is the head coach, you know, a defensive minded head coach has brought a difference there. That offense is fun though. With Justin Herbert and if Eckler can stay healthy and you've got Allen and Mike Williams in a contract year, they're a really, really good team. You're right. The Raiders have gotten off to another slow start. Um, you know, they were exposed a little bit with that pass rush and Bosa and the way they put pressure on them in the pocket. 
But no, I don't think any reason to hit the panic button at this point for them. But really impressed with the way the Chargers played all around yesterday. They are a very good football team. But again, it wasn't a home game to me. I mean, it is still the Ram Stadium and teams are going to travel there. And, and really, I think for a lot of the Chargers home games, you're going to have at least a 50-50 split, if not more, in favor of the visitors. Talk about the visitors, Chuck. There's a huge game involving the Chargers next week. Of course, Chargers, Browns, Chargers opening at a one and a half point favorite. Um, what do you mean when you take a look at that matchup? What sticks out? What jumps out to you? And like you said, with Cleveland likely traveling with there being a big Browns presence, what do you make of that matchup going into week five? You know, one letter and it's the letter D. Both those teams play really good defense. I think if you look at the total uh, that that's hovering around 48 and a half, it seems awfully high to me. I mean, you look at the Chargers who held um, uh, the Raiders to 14 points, and you look at that Brown defense, um, the way that they have played, led by Miles Garrett, gave up six points to the Bears, only seven points to Minnesota. It's back-to-back road games for the Browns, but this, this game here is two young, really talented teams on the defensive side of the ball. I think that total might be a lot in this matchup, although the Chargers offense we know is pretty potent, but they're going up against maybe one of the best young defenses in all of football. That's obviously one of the big games on Sunday in week five of the NFL slate, but it doesn't take long this week, Chuck, to get into the primetime matchups. A big game Thursday, Rams at Seahawks. Seahawks, a home dog, uh, giving two to the Rams. What are you expecting from the Rams and how they're going to bounce back? And what have you seen from Seattle so far uh, through this point in the season? It seems like they're up and down, up and down, hard to really get a read on what, what kind of team they are so far. It is for Seattle, Sam. I think it was interesting. You know, I kind of, I loved Seattle going into last weekend and the betters did as well. They had never lost three straight games with Russell Wilson. They went in there and kind of dominated that game, especially after Jimmy Garoppolo got home. And I think it was a bad spot for the Rams. They come off that emotional win against the Bucks. They had to get back up against, uh, against a divisional foe and they really struggled. I think they bounce back here. The betters agree. They're actually backing the Rams. We've seen this number start to tick up a full point from the time we posted this up. So a lot of Ram play right now. It's a really good matchup though. And with the cards being undefeated, I think it's a big game for both these teams, especially the Rams after losing to the cards to want to bounce back. Such a competitive division out there in the NFC West. And of course, same thing with the AFC West as well. And we get a big time matchup involving an AFC West team on Sunday, the Kansas city chiefs and the Buffalo bills playing again in a rematch of the AFC championship game, Kansas city giving two and a half to the visiting bills. Chuck, I'm expecting a lot of points in this one. Obviously, uh, a total at 50, floating around 56 and a half. Uh, when you take a look at these two teams, is there anything that you've seen so far? I mean, Buffalo has been so dominant, although playing a relatively easy schedule. Kansas City's offense, very explosive, albeit a route to a two and two start. Uh, when, you, when you take a look at this matchup so far, who looks like the better team in the AFC? Would that be Buffalo? I think it's clearly Buffalo, Sam. I mean, I, I think you look at Buffalo and the number's gone up. I mean, we opened it less than a field goal. It's gone up to a field goal. I think you have to look at Buffalo and think there is tremendous value with getting mm-hmm. points in this game. That offense and Josh Allen is fun. They're explosive. They can score from anywhere on the field. The defense is very underrated. They spent a lot of money in the offseason to kind of put that defense together. And Kansas City's defense, to me, is just leaky. I mean, they they let uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, have 400 yards in offense. Um, there was a, a couple of opportunities there for Philly to actually cover. They've only covered three times in their last of 15 games, the Kansas City Chiefs. I think there's just tremendous value with the Bills uh, getting three points in this game. So when you take a look at the, the rest of the slate, week five, any other matchups that jump out to you, any other any other games you want to highlight or, or discuss? 
Yeah, I, I think the uh, NFC East ma- battle between the Giants and Cowboys. I think the Giants, although they're one and three, I think they're better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the way that Daniel Jones has played. Cowboys look to be one of the best teams in the league right now. I thought Carolina had some opportunities to keep it close. It's a divisional game. Anxious to see how the Giants and Cowboys play this one out. It's a pretty high point spread, Sam, sitting in around a touchdown. Wouldn't surprise me to see this number go up a little bit, but maybe there's some value there with Daniel Jones and the Giants as well on Sunday. Chuck, see, we can't believe we're already a quarter through the season. A lot of, we're starting to figure out the identity of these teams. It's been fun breaking down the games with you every week and looking forward already to our discussion next week after what, again, is going to undoubtedly be a crazy week in the NFL. Chuck, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much for everything. All right. Thanks, Sam. Enjoy the games this weekend. I look forward to chatting with you next week. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Raiders football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. We know Raider Nation is psyched about the games taking place at Allegiant Stadium this year and on the road. Raider Nation is everywhere, so TickPick has you covered. Make sure to check it out, visit TickPick.com slash VegasNation and use the promo code VegasNation to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. We did a great job on both sides, running and passing. Uh, we knew once we hit him a few times, he really gets shook. And, and you saw on, on CeCe's sack, he was pretty much curling into the ball before we even got back there. So um, great dude, great player. He's been having a great year. But we know once you get pressure on him, he kind of shuts down and he's not as effective with the with the crowded pocket. So uh, that, was, that was the key to it. We'd be remiss, uh, Sam, not to talk about uh, the other big news that came out on Monday night, uh, and that was Joey Bosa um, having some choice words for Derek Carr, um, you know, uh, basically questioning his toughness and uh, pointing to the fact that, you know, you hit Derek Carr a few times uh, and he's going to, you know, not necessarily quit on you, but um, it's going to be a different Derek Carr after he gets hit. Um, It's weird that he would mention that because Derek Carr actually played better after the biggest hits that he took. On Monday night, he was he was far better in the second half than he was in the first. He took most of the hits in the first. And there's, uh, they're not happy at all with what Joey Bosa said. Uh, that's something that's going to get revisited uh, back in I think it's January when the Raiders and Chargers hook back up um, again. So uh, we'll we'll we'll, um, we'll we'll see it all about that. Uh, one of the guys that I talked to today is you know basically saying you know they're going to try to figure out a way to uh, take this out on the Chicago Bears, their next opponent. But <laughs> trust me when I say. They know what Joey Bosa said. They remember what Joey Bosa said. They're not going to forget what Joey Bosa said. Uh, I frankly think it was a little bit, I don't know. I wouldn't have gone there if I'm Joey Bosa, especially against a division rival, knowing that you're going to have to play him again, number one. And number two, you know, you just that's just not something that I necessarily think you should do. Um, but, hey, he went there, and now we'll see what, uh, what, what, uh, what it leads to down the road. Yeah, I was a little surprised he went there, too. I mean, 
sure, Derek Carr didn't play as well as he did in the first three games, but he was under duress the first three games and was balling, just playing lights out, really willed the Raiders to a couple of those victories with his clutch play, his poise, and his willingness to do exactly what Joey Bosa said he wasn't going to do, and that's stand tall in the pocket and deliver dimes while under pressure. And He had done that the first three games. So um, I think it's a little bit of a prisoner of the moment type of comment from Joey Bosa. Yeah, Joey Bosa played well. The defensive line played well. The Chargers had a great game, but it's one game. It's it's in it's in early October, and like you said, this is a long, long, long season, long season, and this is a guy you're going to have to see repeatedly, not just in January, but next year and the year after that and the year after that, uh, provided that Derek Carr uh, continues to play well and, and earns an extension here in Vegas and based on the way he's playing, it looks like that might be the case. So uh, I don't, you know, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why he said that. It was a little surprising, but, but like I said, prisoner of the moment type of thing. You're feeling good after a big win on Monday night football. It makes sense, but that was a, a, a little, a little strong uh, analysis about a quarterback who I think has played as well as any quarterback in the NFL for the most part through four games of the season. Well, it definitely makes our job a little bit uh, more uh, interesting because certainly it's going to be a storyline uh, that, that that you got to follow and that we're definitely going to follow. Just a little bit, of, a little bit surprising. I'm wondering if Brendan Staley uh, brought Joey Bosa into the office and said, "Hey, you know, uh, maybe next time, um, you know, uh, uh, think it, just don't say it," because we got to see these guys uh, again down the road uh, multiple times. You know, when you're talking about uh, the next few seasons. But it is what it is, and it just adds a little spice uh, to all, what already is a, a great rivalry. And, and I'm with you, Sam. I think the, the, the Chargers are a really good young team. And I don't expect any of the loosey-goosey kind of uh, the, the way that Chargers in the past have shot themselves in the foot, you know, uh, uh, you know, over the years. I think there's a really well-coached team that has secured some of those edges and some of those areas that they've always been prone to. Um, I don't ex- if you're if you're going to beat the Chargers, you got to beat the Chargers. You can't expect them to beat themselves uh, like they have in the past. So uh, we'll see uh, where they take this. We'll see where the Bear or the where the Raiders take it as well. Uh, short week, Chicago Bears at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, I think they want to bounce back as quickly as possible. Obviously, we'll be here uh, next week, Monday, to talk all about it. The Raiders need a rebound in the worst possible way. Uh, they can't start losing any momentum. Even with the injuries, even with the struggles to run the ball, even with the struggles on on the offensive line, they got to figure out a way to keep uh, get a win on on Sunday and uh, and and you know keep pace with what is turning out to be Sam a really good uh, AFC West division. It looks so far beneath like uh, the, the, the two Wests, the AFC West, NFC West, deepest divisions of football, where every single team is going to bring something to the table, and there is going to be no cakewalks against any of these teams. So that's what made Monday night so important, and like you said, that's what makes Sunday. So important as well. You take a look at this Bears team, rookie quarterback, Justin Fields played well on Sunday, but for the most part, that that Bears offense has really, really, really struggled. So if the Raiders can find their mojo on offense, like they did the first three games, get off to a better start. This is a game that, I mean, the odds makers like the Raiders in this game, and this is a game you're back at home. And we've heard from opposing coaches now that Allegiant Stadium is a really, really difficult place to play. You're home. Yes, it's a short week, but you're back in front of your home fans against a team that you match up favorably against. Bears, of course, with a good defense as well, so the Raiders are going to have to bring it offensively, make some adjustments up front, and block a little better for Derek Carr. But this is a good matchup and a good opportunity for the Raiders to bounce back and go 4-1, no question in my mind. And we'll be here to talk about it. Just want to say thanks uh, to Larry Muir, our great producer. I know we keep you on your toes. Uh, sorry about all the travel, uh, you know, craziness and all that. Uh, but uh, appreciate you sticking with us uh, and getting us out on time and making us sound 
uh, as well. Uh, Sam, thank you very much. I will see you later this week uh, out at the practice facility in Henderson. Thank you to all our listeners. Uh, thank you to Station Casinos, uh, and also thanks to Blue Wire uh, and uh, and Tick Tick. Uh, appreciate all the support, guys. We'll check you out again next week. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.